0: to guest host this episode by Derek and Steve, and we very eagerly agreed to do it, so here we are. Um, and uh, we are normally, normally you hear us on, or you could hear us on Squint Squad, which is a podcast about bones. Uh, but this week we've just, we have get the privilege to uh, talk about Smallville, which is exciting because we're both big fans.
1: And it's funny because we talk a lot about Smallville on our own show. Yeah, we Often. do.
0: <laughs> we make little references. <laughs> um, and all, some of you might know me as Angel Wings. Um, I uh, wrote reviews starting with Descent for the, the shoe website, so could know me from there. And Crystal's on the forums a lot, so you might know her there. <laughs> yes, I would be star <laughs> on the forums. That's right. Um, so this is exciting. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. This is kind of so. weird because I'm I'm used to listening to the show, not being on it. <laughs> um. Anyways, so there's that, and we hope we don't scare you away because we want you to listen to us. Uh, yes. Um. But it's it's gonna be the same show, just hosted by different people. So you're it's okay. Don't freak out. Um and minus news minus because you heard all that from Derek yeah. on episode
1: 95.
0: Yes, but this Tuesday the season 7 box set does come out. So that's exciting. I'm I'm super excited. I got an email from Amazon like yesterday saying they were shipping out my uh, box set like then. So that's pretty <laughs> exciting. Hopefully I'll get it early. Probably won't yes. with my luck, but let's hope so. Um And, I mean, I'm really excited about that, though, because there's a a Supergirl feature on there, and I really want to see it, because they put Justice League Unlimited footage in the Green Arrow one, so I'm hoping they'll do the same with the Supergirl one, because that would make me happy. I like Justice League Unlimited. Um, I'm sure
1: they probably will.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it was written written by Derek's buddy, right? What's his name? The same guy that wrote the Green Arrow one?
1: Jake Black. So, since the same person is writing it, I'm sure that he'll probably include um similar footage and information
0: yeah so i'm hoping so i'm I'm really excited and mm-hmm. uh, did you did you see the the clip from the jimmy olsen roundtable thing on um krypton site i have not yet no oh my gosh it's awesome um like that's all i've seen of it and i'm super excited to see the whole thing because i mean it was just really cool because they were all talking back and forth about it and it's pretty awesome um, what what I find really funny, though, is the... I cannot remember his name. The guy that played um, Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. Did you ever see the Tim Allen <sighs> movie Jungle to Jungle? Yes, I did. He was Mimi Siku <laughs> in Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, oh. Anyway, sorry, it's a little side note. Um, random connection. <laughs> random connection. <laughs> that makes hey, me whatever
1: happy. Whatever works, right? Yeah. I mean, what, what's your... What what part of the features are you looking forward to the most? For
0: uh, season 7. Well, anyone who knows me is not going to be surprised by this, but I'm really looking forward to the siren commentary. Yes. I have told Derek that that's the first thing I'm going to listen I'm going I'm going to listen to uh whenever I get the box set. That's the first thing I'm going to do is watch the siren commentary.
1: <laughs> before you watch any other episodes. That's, that's what right. I'm going to do.
0: That's what I'm going to do before <laughs> I do anything else um which i'm not exactly sure i know justin hartley is in on it but i don't i don't know who else cuz it's probably not just justin hartley um so that's exciting i'm excited about that uh other than that i mean the, the supergirl and jimmy elson features are way up there for me cuz the green arrow one was just flat out sweet <laughs> mm-hmm. so what about you
1: i'd have to say um probably the supergirl history because She's such an interesting character. I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Black's take on her. Yeah, she's. Very and cool. seeing the Mobisodes on something bigger than my computer screen. be <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, agree. I see it
1: on that nice big TV where I could sit back, relax, and just watch it that way.
0: Yeah, and I know probably... that they're cute, but it's
1: nicer to see they're bigger.
0: Right, and they'll probably put them all together. That's what they did with the uh, Green Arrow ones, I think. Mm hmm. Um, so that'll be cool. (laughs) You won't have to like stop it and then start another one (laughs) because that got kind of old for me. Um,
1: and I am kind of interested in seeing the interactive comic of Hero.
0: Me too. I never really, I never really paid much attention to it when (laughs) the episode was on. (laughs) I mean, I, I think I looked, I think I looked at it once, um, and then they updated it later so I didn't keep up with it, but I don't know. I'm pretty interested to see what it's like.
1: Yeah. Especially, you know, interactive ones are always fun. Yeah. Because you don't so. have to click to turn pages and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that. I mean the entire package sounds pretty cool to me. I'm just excited to have it. Like, I just want to <laughs> have it and stare at it. Because it's probably going to be pretty. Uh, I'm, yes, I'm excited. Yes, it's a
1: very pretty cover. I know. I, already. I really
0: want to see that, like, the, the fold-out thing that Derek was talking about on the last time with uh, the image from Arctic with Lex uh. and Clark. I really just want to, like, open the DVD case and just stare at that for a while. Because I'm sure... You know, I- it's gonna I'm look probably awesome. gonna
1: open that and like burst into tears. <laughs> I
0: know. Um, as soon as I see just, that, it's gonna be. Uh, I, to me, it's just it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna open it and just kind of stare at it for a few minutes before I do anything mm-hmm. else. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of <laughs> like what I did with the the justice um, picture. I Just kind of stared at it because it was just such an awesome, to use Derek's word, epic uh, picture. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm just. I'm excited. That's the only word that I have for it.
1: Me too. Me too, definitely. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully we will get them on Monday. That's what happened for me with Heroes and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I got both of those on the day before, which was pretty nice.
0: See, I'm I'm getting a little frustrated with Amazon.com right now. Because according to them, I have three packages in Greensboro, which is like two hours away from me. And they've been there for, like, three days. <laughs> and I'm sure it does not take three days to get packages to somewhere that's two hours away.
1: <laughs> Hopefully not. So Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll get them on Monday.
0: I know. I, I want to. I hope so, because um, I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and something else that's happening in two weeks, I think, is the uh, Smallville season premiere. That's exciting. Yes, it's going to uh, be on Thursday,
1: September 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern se- Time.
0: September 8th? Do you mean 18th?
1: 18th. I said 18th.
0: <laughs> you said 8th. I eight? said
1: Thursday, September 18th.
0: I heard 8th.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty
0: sure I said 18th. Well, again. it's the 18th. I'm sure they know that now. By now. They've got it. Yes. <laughs> we said it like five <laughs> times. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah.
1: And, I... and that episode is called Odyssey. Odyssey. And the trailer is just like. Wow. And, you know, when I first heard Derek and Steve talking about the trailer that they saw for it at Comic-Con, which was, you know, that five-minute trailer with the mm, first yeah. few minutes being all about the season leading up to it. Yeah. And then they have those words that came up. I literally did get chills. Me too. Every time I, they mentioned it. Oh,
0: I want to see, I like, like, the wow. full – I want to see the full – that full Comic-Con trailer, like, to get the full effect. You know, because, like, they had on YouTube, they had the, like, the the part that had all the Season 8 clips. I kind of mm. want to see the whole thing, just to get the, the slow build. Because it just, oh, man, I, I would have had chills. I mean, I did have chills hearing them talk about it, but seeing it, oh, mm-hmm. I can't, like, ooh. I can't imagine how I would react. It's just oh, awesome. But the trailer for Odyssey is is sweet. <laughs> There's is. no other way to describe it. Not only do... <laughs> I get to see the Black Canary in this trailer because she's, like, my favorite female superhero of all time. (laughs) That (laughs) makes me happy. But, I mean, you know, you've got Green Arrow and Aquaman and, like, the Justice League is pretty much in most of the trailer. And then we get to see Tess and – which is a new character I'm very excited about. Um, Right. And there's, like – I think Clark's in it for, like, two seconds at the very beginning. that's it. That's all we see And Chloe's in it
1: for a moment. Yeah. A couple of quick shots of her. But so. I I just think it's really nice to see the Justice League team, the early beginnings of it, back together.
0: Yeah, I wish just to see
1: all that and have the Black Canary with them in that scene. Oh yeah, that's just gonna be awesome.
0: Because the last time we saw her, she had pretty much like it was the moment where she joined. <laughs> it Really mm-hmm. was. She hadn't even. And it's the
1: last time that we saw Oliver too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be exciting. Um, I I really kind of wish that. Um, Bart and Victor were going to be in this episode. <laughs> Just to see, like, all of them together. Like, you know, Impulse and Cyborg and Black Canary and Aquaman and Green Arrow. Like, all of them together in one picture. That right. would make me happy.
1: <laughs> um, well, you never know. that That could still come this season. We don't know what's going yeah. to be in store for the rest of the season really yet. Right, right. Um, so we could see that later on in the season, which I'm definitely looking forward to.
0: And you after
1: know, talking with after talking to Heidi, after she went to Comic Con and hearing about Derek and Steve's reactions and everything that they've heard about at Dragon Con and everything, I'm really looking forward to season eight now. I was yeah. kind of nervous when they first talked about having a season eight, but now I'm totally I'm up for it. I, I want to get here now. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm I'm ready. Um, it needs
1: to be the 18th today. Yeah, it does.
0: Uh, I was gonna say something that we like. I I haven't seen a whole lot of information on like, you know, Martian Manhunter's role in the Odyssey. I know he's gonna be there, but I like we don't have any. He wasn't in the trailer or anything, you know.
1: I get the feeling so, that he's gonna be pretty key to actually locating Clark.
0: Yeah, so I'm. I mean, I'm excited because I'm 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 ready because that's kind of a mystery right now, and I'm ready to see him again. I'm I missed him. <laughs> in in <laughs> last like. In some episodes, because he he's awesome, Phil Morris is just like amazing. So, I am excited about the premiere and the return of the Justice League. Me too. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready to watch it like right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said, it needs to be today. It yeah, it really does. It
0: does. It does. It needs to be today. Um. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, but in the meantime, while you're waiting <laughs> for the premiere. <laughs> You've, we've got, we've all got shoe, so that's a good thing. That keeps yes. us going. And um, yes. this episode with Crystal and I hosting. Um, this is gonna sound like a gimmick, but it's not. <laughs>
1: it really <laughs> our, isn't.
0: Our topic is Smallville she rose. Now that's hero with an S in front of it to make it she-rose. So <laughs> although you could
1: always just say Smallville her- heroines.
0: Yeah, but or, I like she Rose you know. better. she Rose is more fun. <laughs> okay i like that word we'll go with that okay i like she rose it makes me happy um and so we're just we're not going to talk about every female comic book superhero out there no (laughs) we're not going to talk about that we put smallville in front of it (laughs) because we're going to talk about um supergirl are going to spend most of the time on Kara um Mm -hmm. and black canary so those are the the two prominent ones that have more prominent ones that have appeared on Smallville. Not to mention, I can't talk about female heroes without talking about Black Canary.
1: She really can't. <laughs>
0: so, Trust me on this. <laughs> I can't. It just doesn't happen. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about um, how each of them has affected Clark and what we want to see from them and their history and their backgrounds. So let's get started on that right now. You ready? Yes. All right, cool. So we're going to start with Kara. Um Yay, Kara, Kara zor L, Yeah. Um, A.K.A. Supergirl and Kara Kent.
1: <laughs> and Linda Lee, uh, Linda Danvers.
0: <laughs> a lot of different names.
1: <laughs> yes, because she has a lot of different
0: stories. Supergirl is super complicated. Ha! Huh. There you go. I made a pun. Anyway, <laughs> um... So, I mean, we're not going to go into every bit of Supergirl comic book history because there's a lot of it. Um, if, you wanna, if you guys are listening and you want to look into her, feel free to do that because she's, she's an awesome character. She's just very complicated, um, at least to me. I think she's complicated. Some people might not find her so complicated. Um, we're specifically going to talk about her in modern comic book continuity compared to Smallville. Which means right. we're going to talk about the Supergirl that's in the comics right now, <laughs> compared to Laura Vanderwort's portrayal of her on Smallville. I hope I said her right. name right. You did. <laughs> okay. Good. I think. Good. Good. I'm not so good with the pronouncing of the names. Um. <laughs> all right. So what we know of Kara on Smallville is that she was she left Krypton at the same time Clark did. Um. But she landed in Reeves' Dam. And she was there for 18 years in suspended <laughs> animation. <laughs> That's a long time. Um, and the season finale of season six ended with the dam kind of exploding or led us to that point. Which, brought Cara, which as Clark says, brought Kara's ship to the surface. Um, and woke so, her up. Yep. And woke her must up. be a very
1: unpleasant awakening. I'm yeah, sure. I, I wouldn't then, be happy. And the first thing that we see her do, actually, is save the one person who is going to be Clark's sworn enemy very soon, <laughs> Lex <laughs>
0: Luthor. Lex Luthor, of course. I mean, who else would she save?
1: <laughs> and I, I find it interesting that everyone from the Kryptonian family, Char- meaning Kara Char- and Kal-El... Have both saved Lex the first time that we see them interact with him.
0: Oh that's true from
1: drowning.
0: I didn't even think that is true. I didn't even think about that. What in the world it happens both times? <laughs> that's so weird. How did I not know that? How did I not get that? I don't wow. Man. I didn't even think about that.
1: Um Although they probably did it that way on purpose with Kara.
0: Maybe they did. I don't know. I haven't noticed it, which makes me feel kind of <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not paying attention. Um
1: It was a very big part too because it led basically Lex became obsessed with her.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Definitely. Because he
1: was still he still at that point believed Lana to be dead. Mm-hmm. So I mean Well yeah, even Lana after he even if and, even
0: after he found out Lana was alive, he was still obsessed with Kara.
1: <laughs> right. But I mean immediately there's like this beautiful blue eyed Blonde girl that saves him from drowning, who he doesn't see again right. for a while, and it's very mystical seeming. Um, she seems very angelic when she does the saving,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he immediately becomes obsessed with her.
0: Yeah, but basically, I mean, and that's where we pick up with Supergirl and the history before that. As we go on through the season, um, we learn that while we've, I mean, she talks about her father. And she sees him as someone that loved her, but she also knows that her her family, her uncle and her father, and everything about her family was, as she puts it, dysfunctional. Um, <laughs> yes. She knows that. And she admits that things are a little hazy after being in the ship for so long, so she's not exactly clear on everything. Um, but she, through flashbacks and things like that throughout the season, we find out that um, her father was not... A very good man. <laughs> no, he was pretty much Zod's right-hand guy, in a way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then we've also got the uh, Kara in the Chronicles of Krypton, which talks about her backstory as well. Although, I don't, it doesn't really match up exactly in some places. Um, I don't think
1: it's completely canon to the show. Right. But I think it's more of a treat. But they, there's a few things here and there that match and a few things that don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um but basically what we find out is uh her father sent her to earth at the same time with a crystal. Um and she he tells her that she needs to protect that crystal with her life. Now she doesn't know what that crystal is. She knows that she was sent to earth to find her cousin and protect that crystal because that crystal has everything she's going to need to know in it. That's what she knows. Right. Um and as we go throughout the series, she figures out that things are not quite what they seem to her. Um, things are very different, and uh, she loses her memory and all this stuff. But basically, her history is a very sad one. <laughs> because her her father pretty much helped bring uh, Krypton to its end. And then right. he had a plot to resurrect himself... So that he could
1: resurrect Zod.
0: Yeah, and Lara, but he wanted Lara there too.
1: Yeah, so that he can marry her. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: he was in love with her. And um, you know, he that was his plan, and she finds that out the hard way. Um that takes place
1: in blue where Helen Slater plays Oh, Helen Slater. Plays Lara. Um, and Helen Slater actually funny enough, played the original Supergirl in the movie, in mm-hmm. 1984. Yeah, that was... And she has not changed much. She, she no. looked very much she was... alike.
0: Yeah, she's a very pretty woman. Um, yes. But yeah, that was the, the bit of stunt casting for that episode. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> but, so, you know, basically throughout Season 7, Kara's storyline is in fact her discovering her history. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learn about that throughout Season 7. And it's actually very similar to what Kara's history is in the comic books now, um, which is interesting to look at. <laughs> because, you know, whereas Kara was, Kara on Smallville was in Reeves Dam for 18 years, Kara in the comic books was in a kryptonite asteroid in suspended animation. Right. Um, and her ship she... was
1: trapped in the asteroid, apparently.
0: Right. Yeah. And so when that crashed mm-hmm. to Earth, <laughs> it released her pretty much. So, that, very similar in that aspect, whereas she was actually older than Clark originally, and then something happened in between, and now she's suddenly younger than him. Right. So, that's pretty cool to look at. Um, there's a, a lot of the same, you know, in the comic books, there was a storyline, like you, we were talking about this earlier, Crystal. There's a, a storyline with um, an evil supergirl that implies that Kara's family sent her. Earth to kill Kal-El. And there
1: was also which that was one, and also there was the one where uh, Lex basically exposes her to black kryptonite and turns her evil, and that's when she was basically um, led to believe that she was supposed to kill Kal-El at that point. Right, right. As revenge for a family grudge. But she refuses to believe this.
0: Yeah, and that's very similar to um, Apocalypse. It's extremely. Which Kara... Kara thinking she was sent to kill clark in apocalypse which actually that might be kind of true <laughs> um in in the canon universe i mean i'm not gonna say it is but yeah her father could have wanted <laughs> I, I her wouldn't. to do
1: that but thankfully enough the good side in her blood i guess kind of overruled that and in smallville spending time with clark and around jimmy uh, oh, yeah. that really brought out Jimmy. brought out mm-hmm. her compassion towards humans pretty much because at first mm-hmm. when she first got to Smallville she couldn't understand why Clark felt the way he did about humans because the two yeah. that well, she special. referred
0: to Chloe. when they when she met Chloe she said she's just a human exactly. and it's like well all right and then um i have to say though on smallville my, my favorite thing that she did was actually in kara um, when <laughs> they were in the elevator, and she just couldn't wait for the doors to open, so she just opened them herself. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked strangely proud of that action afterward. <laughs> A little smirk on her and, face. Well, the thing is, funny. too,
1: she's still was... coming into her powers at that point.
0: So, yeah. And she which, hasn't
1: been brought up the same way that Clark has to be more modest about her abilities.
0: Right. Which leads into her effect on Clark. Right. Now, what I think, like... As far as her relationship with Clark is concerned, Kara's relationship with him gave him an opportunity to be the teacher. You know, whereas before he'd had Jonathan and Martha around to kind of help him figure things out, and I guess Jarell a little bit. You can Later. kind of yeah. count him. Yeah, um, you know, Kara had Clark to help her out, which is a, a it's a very cool kind of full circle thing for Clark. Right. And, but at
1: the same time, it's very difficult for Kara to adjust to this fact because, in her mind, Cal El is a little baby, her cousin, <laughs> who's supposed to be sixteen yeah. year old sixteen years younger than her, and all of a sudden she's met with this man, who's taller than her, mm-hmm. and he's trying to tell her what to do with these strange new abilities that she has and apparently wants to enjoy. Yeah,
0: which she—I mean, there's that that tension kind of plays on and off throughout the season. Um, with Clark, you know, knowing that there's certain things that she probably doesn't need to do with her powers. Right. (laughs) Certain ways that she needs to kind of blend in, but Kara doesn't really want (laughs) to blend in. Exactly. And
1: at the same time, Um, when it comes to certain abilities, um, for example, flight, it really shows the fact how different it was, um, Clark coming up like he did, as opposed to just showing up. Because, I mean, Kara shows up and can fly immediately. She right. has this innate she, knowledge of it. But Clark, the way he's been brought up and the way he's lived, he just n- has never had the ability, and he also has the fear of heights.
0: Well, see, Kara also had her father telling her that, you know, on Earth she would have these amazing abilities mm-hmm. um, because of the sun, that the sun would affect her in such a way that she would have these abilities. That's true. So she grew up knowing that when she got, whenever she, would, she was on Earth, she could do extraordinary things, whereas Clark figured that out along the way. That's true. So that's different as and well. And plus she'd been to but,
1: Earth before with Lara.
0: Right, yeah, that's true. So um, she probably knew
1: about that, and, you know, knew about her abilities at that point too.
0: Right. And I mean, I just think it's cool when you look at Kara in reference to Clark, the full circle thing that happened this right. season. And it was just it was just really awesome to see Clark kind of stepping up and being that Jonathan figure for her. Um, which, I mean, to me Was just the most awesome thing About their relationship And it
1: really honors the memory um, of Jonathan Kent too He becomes does, more and really more like does. his father His adopted yeah. father
0: Right And one of my favorite of those scenes Was, I'm gonna say, it was in Kara Again, because Kara was a good episode <laughs> <laughs> It was a great episode It was um, Is when Kara is trying to hear her spaceship And so she's Did I say Kira? I think you did Kara, <laughs> Kara! <laughs> wow. At least I caught myself. I was trying to hear her spaceship, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Clark instruct tells her that she's just got to focus, and she has to cancel out all the sounds that aren't her ship. And that scene is just so awesome—not just for the effects, you know, but just the Clark tutelage <laughs> aspect okay. to me. So, I mean, it's just—it's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh and you know other ways that Kara affects clark is that Kara pushes him to do things that he doesn't you know really know or want to do as far as you know when it comes to flying like that episode where she was just like it's just up up and away you know (laughs) trying to get him to fly and he just wasn't wasn't gonna do it he was putting it off yeah (laughs) um just things like that and it's just it was there's a a lot, of, a lot of these supporting characters really push Clark to become who he's supposed to be. And Kara was definitely one of those characters. Yes.
1: She had a huge impact um, on her cousin. So. One that may not be realized so much um, until he comes back to Smallville. Because right. he has had a lot of yeah. other things on his mind, too. But this may push him more mm. into the way that, uh, that Oliver has been trying to get him to go. To focus more on the bigger picture.
0: Yeah. It's true. Um, you know, which I'm, I'm excited for um, Lara Vandervoort to come back as Kara, right. um, which, you know, we, we're speculating is probably going to happen in episode eight because yes. it's called bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I makes mean, makes the most sense. It really I'm does. Pretty... Yeah, it does. And, you know, they left her in a very weird place. They left <laughs> her in the Phantom <laughs> Zone. <laughs> because in the Phantom <laughs> Zone. They, I mean, you know, that was, that's, they left her in, you know. You saw her in that little spinning the spinning thing in mirror space, mirror crystal thing. Yeah, the way we saw Clark, right. you know, in season five, I think it was. I mean, so <laughs> at the end of season, five, they left her in. Yeah, they left her in the Phantom Zone, which I remember seeing the premiere. I was like, they're just gonna leave her there, really that's it and then you know we find out laura's not coming back for all of season eight and so everybody was like well, what are they gonna do i mean they can't just leave kara in the phantom zone
1: especially since for the rest clark of the doesn't show. even know that she's there
0: right which you think he you know he would eventually he'd figure that out, out a little quicker yeah. but there was so much going on in that finale i would guess he Really didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> uh, there was a lot going on. So, you know, it's a good thing they're wrapping it up early. Because you don't want it to go on too long. Because then it's going to be like, well, why hasn't he figured this out? You exactly. Know? <laughs> like, so, if it's going to be in episode 8, that is a good thing. We want it. And we know she's filming in, I think she's yes. in October. So, it's got to be early on. So, I mean, they're wrap, They're going to wrap it up. And, and make it seem, you know, that Clark's not just being... Ignorant, <laughs> just <laughs> and, ignoring, and his realizing and what could have happened. To him. <laughs> right, right, right. So that'll be What's, good.
1: What kind of Kara do you think we might be faced of faced with when she comes out of the Phantom, Phantom Zone? Though ah, I
0: cannot Ooh. talk today. <laughs> she comes. She comes out of the Phantom Zone. I don't know because we um, could be
1: faced with the more darker, evil side of a Kara.
0: I don't know if it'll be evil. I think it'll it'll definitely be darker. I mean, it has to be. You can't be trapped in the Phantom Zone and not come out a little darker. Especially
1: since she's going to be um, in there for at least four to five months, depending on how yeah, fast she's, these first few episodes, how close together they are in the continuity wise. But we know it's right. been a few months between the season seven finale and the season eight premiere. Yeah. So she's uh, going mean, to ha- be in there for at least a few months. Trapped.
0: Yeah. It's that, I mean, that's difficult to kind of, it's difficult to speculate at that because it could really, honestly, she could react in several ways, and it—it's just going to be. I'm interested to see where the writers of the show take that, mm-hmm. because they can't just have her come out of the Phantom Zone and be the way she was. Exactly, you know, she's got to be a little different, and so that's going to be exciting. Um, I'm—I'm gonna—I'm honestly, I'm gonna miss Supergirl in season eight, um, and I—I I realize you know they have the writers and the producers, they have their reasons for. Her not being on the show, and you know she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't really fit in for the storyline they have for this season. But I'm I'm gonna because I I'm gonna miss it because I enjoyed her last season. I enjoyed that character and where they took it. And um, so if she were gonna be in season eight, I I really would like to see more of just her bonding with Clark, um, and kind of discovering her own destiny. Mm-hmm. I think would be what I would want to see. Right. Um, and I really can't think of any specific way to do that, but just. I think it would have been her, cool all, if she had learned from
1: right. him and then left because Metropolis isn't big enough for two super people, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Because in some of the comics, she has gone on to other places or she's become friends with, like, Batgirl and, you know, other characters. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's kind of. She's still, you know, his cousin, but she's a little bit separated from him, too.
0: Right. Yeah, because she, she definitely, I mean, she's worked with Donna Troy and Power Girl. Exactly. And, um, all these different people. And Wonder and,
1: Girl and uh, all the rest.
0: Right. So she definitely, while she's a part of the Superman family and she's very involved in that Superman family, she also has her own thing, you know. So it would be really cool to kind of see that developed and like while she's bonding with Clark kind of figuring out herself. Right. Um because last season she didn't really have much time for that. <laughs> she I mean she her most of what they developed was her past. Yeah. And you know and then they erased then then she got amnesia so she had to go through all of that again. <laughs> um Right,
1: it's like how and, you and I talked about this before. So. Kara really had a bad time of it last season. I mean she shows yeah, up, she she's did. confused, <laughs> she's disoriented. Everything she knows is gone. Um, Krypton's uh-huh. destroyed, her family is gone um, Her cousin who she's been sent to basically be like the nanny for, the caregiver Has grown up without her And then yeah. she's faced with b- mistrust and suspicion from him Because of the Martian Manhunter and jor yep. So even that small connection oh, she has with yeah. Kal-El she, It's very hard for her to find it Thanks to all these other right. influences
0: and then you know her father comes back, yeah, and tries to <laughs> and that kill Clark. Yeah, yeah, and that does not turn out well for her, and she ends up with no memory, exactly. and with um, kind of a stalker <laughs> <laughs> in Detroit of all places. Yes. So, I mean, she really she had a tough time, and oh, I mean, I feel bad for her. Yeah, <laughs> with everything that she experienced, and, you know, and then she was sent to the Phantom Zone, and Brainiac took over. Pretty (laughs) much. She, she, like, she had a very tough time. Um, she was a very enjoyable character, and she brought, she brought something really good to the show.
1: Now, did you Um, hear what Derek was saying about one of the deleted scenes? I think he said it was from Veritas, um, that's gonna be on the disc with with her building her own fortress.
0: yeah. Her bracelet, throwing her bracelet, and it was originally supposed to be um, her own fortress. Down in the Amazon, which, which would have been extremely yeah. cool. Yeah, really, it would have been. I was thinking that when he was talking I just about wish it. It that they had awesome been able to, to keep see. that
1: whole plot in the show. And I'm sad that they couldn't and that they had to take things in a different yeah. direction.
0: Yeah, the season would have been very different if they'd done that, though, I think. Uh, I mean, not too different, but it would have been a different enough.
1: Instead of her <laughs> being Brainiac would, at the end, it would have been her actually doing the bad things. I guess.
0: Yeah, but she also—I mean, Brainiac would have used her to get a hold of the fortress. Right. So, I, I mean, it would just have been a very different outcome for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she probably still could have been sent. That's to That's what I was saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she could still have been sent, so it would have been the same. End up in the ending phantom. probably. <laughs>
0: Um, but that would have been really cool for super, for Supergirl. You know, the idea of Supergirl having her own fortress—it's mm-hmm. it, just really cool. And for them to even think about putting that on Smallville is is pretty awesome to yes, me. me too. <laughs> even if it didn't happen, it's it's pretty cool that they they put some serious thought into it. Right. And um, do you remember when they were, when they were talking early on about there being a spinoff? I. And think it just never really happened. I. Because th- when they originally. Yeah, because Lara Vanderbort has said in interviews that um, when she came on the show, the original intention was to do that, and then it just never, never really came to be. And if they had done, if they had given Kara her own fortress, that could have been a really cool thing. If they'd done a Supergirl you spin-off, know, in my they could opinion, still, that would have been awesome.
1: Bloodline still might lead to something like that. Because I don't know. if she I, if she I, does I, create her, own, she could possibly create her own fortress. Because she might not be able to stay around Clark and Smallville and all that area. Right. Um, because of the it, changes that have happened to her in the Phantom Zone. Right.
0: It would be it would be really cool to see like a, a supergirl TV it show, in my opinion. I think I think it would be pretty if it's done right. Yeah, <laughs> It's gotta be done right. Um you know. Uh definitely it has to have, like
1: It has to have different storylines. Really-
0: yeah, and we were talking about Supergirl the movie. You know, it, it cannot be anything like Supergirl the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nothing offends people. Who, nothing against people who I, like Supergirl. Okay, the I movie, admit but. I
1: like the movie, but the thing is, there's a lot in that movie that didn't make sense, and the plot itself was weak. I mean, yeah. for example, I'm just going to give an example. It's not too spoilery for those who haven't seen it. Um, she goes to Earth to find the Omega Hedron that she basically made it lost. She basically lost it. It It got sucked out of Argo City and sent to Earth. So she goes after it. And she has this, her bracelet is kind of like a tracking device almost sort of thing for it. I mean, she's flying over the city and it starts to like glow when she gets near it. But instead of finding it, she ends up enrolling at an all-girls school. And becoming roommates with uh Lois Lane's sister, younger sister. sister. Who is dating Jimmy Olsen. And in her <laughs> in her alter ego as Linda Lee, she's a brunette.
0: <laughs> yeah, it I mean, make sense at all. Supergirl Supergirl the movie is definitely I mean it's fun. It's kind of campy. You, know, you watch and it's it, fun. And it's campy. But it's not it's, to be taken it's seriously. Campy especially when you compare and contrast comic book and and movie right. and it's it's very different. And so if they did a Supergirl TV show, definitely would want it to be uh, you know, in have the same tone as Smallville, but I don't I wouldn't want it to be too too much of the same repeating plot. Correct. Um right. agreed. So, I think it would be cool though. It'd be really cool to see to see that and see what they would do mm-hmm. with that. So for Supergirl in season eight, oh, if she were to be in season eight, like I said, I, I would just really love to see the development of her relationship with Clark and, and really f- see her find her own, find you know find her mm-hmm. own place, um, because she hasn't really had much of a chance to do that. So that would be really awesome for me to see. Personally, what about you?
1: I would have liked to see more of that in season seven to be honest mm. i really wanted to see more of that because i f- it felt to me it when i was watching season 7 originally it felt like they weren't quite sure what they wanted where they wanted the character
0: to go right part of that could be because of the writer strike and how shaky yeah but i'm talking about know, even before the writer strike and... yeah oh, really? because
1: they they just basically <laughs> it's hard to describe but they just kind of threw her into the story With Mm -hmm. all these other things happening, and it just kind of made things a little sort of off for a while. Even though I still enjoy the character, I wanted to see more of the emotional relationship develop. And just when it would have developed at the end of Blue, she loses her memory and gets sent to Detroit.
0: Yeah. You know, and at least, though, I'm glad they didn't do with Kara what they did with Jimmy Olsen, which was just... He just showed up, and he was in the entire episode. I mean, with Kara, she was there, mm-hmm. but it was kind of more like they were showing us, you know, a character that would be developed later, and so we got to see her. Um, but she wasn't, you know, shoved down our throats <laughs> in that first episode, so we got used to her before we really started to get to know her, which was right. good. Um, but in season, and and if you're she right, were... they there was. I never.
1: I didn't finish answering your question.
0: <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go if ahead. She was, go ahead. Finish, please.
1: If she was going to be in season eight, I would have liked to see more of that, but I would have also liked to see more of her doing things on her own. Um, like mm-hmm. you were saying, discovering her own identity, pretty much. Um, like yeah. season seven, I would have liked to see used for the emotional bonding between the two of them. But then season eight, she kind of, she grows up. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's had 18 mm-hmm. years to grow up. She has had very little time. I mean, she's gone from the older cousin, but still a girl. Yeah. You know, I liked, would have liked to see her yeah. become more of the woman that she would have become in season eight.
0: Right. Definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I think we're both agreed that we just really want to see her find herself. Right. And find where... You know where she fits in and what what's good for her because i mean what worked for clark may not work for Kara, and so uh, it'd be great to see her figuring that Mm -hmm. out and discovering herself i think that would just be an awesome awesome way to take the character should they involve her in season eight which we know that she's really only going to be in one episode right um so and i'm interested to see how they handle that because if she's only in one episode
1: they could change it what and put gonna... her in an episode during after the winter hiatus. They yeah, because they changed I mean, their mind with having though. her.
0: Period.
1: If so they could change it again. Yeah,
0: but if they if they just if they stick with what they've got right now with her just in one mm-hmm. episode, because that's all she's she's slated to film right now. I mean, and if they stick with that, uh, I, I'm just interested to see what they do with her when they've wrapped up the Phantom Zone storyline. Right. Um, if she's not going to be in any more episodes. Like, where's she going to go? That's true. <laughs> What's she going to do? I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how they handle that. Um, So, that's Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that was a, a good discussion. Interesting for you guys to hear. It was interesting to take it part was. in. Uh, it was. I learned
1: a lot more about Supergirl <laughs> from you than I knew in the past.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's because I, I emailed you reading uh, it. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Shh!
1: you not supposed to tell them that. <laughs> But you helped me to understand oh, the okay reading man. material, Logan. I was trying to compliment you. Okay. I need to go and mess it up.
0: <laughs> well, it's not all me. I can't take complete credit for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but all I did was read the stuff. and I But I have seen Supergirl the movie more recently than you. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know more about Supergirl the movie than I do because I saw it I once in I was I probably know more like than 10. I want
1: to know about Supergirl the movie. <laughs> so. Not that it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's enjoyable and I'm not saying that you should not go see it. Um, just don't go in right. there. I mean, I saw it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Just don't good. go in there expecting just... it to be anything like the TV show. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely don't. Right. Um, now our other Shiro, because that's just a cool word, <laughs> is uh, Black of Canary course. slash Dinah Lance. Now there's not as much that we know about Dinah <clears throat> because Dinah was only in one episode. Right. But what we do know. Is that she's a controversial conservative talk show host slash reporter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um she uh let's see. Her name is Dinah Lance, we do know that. <laughs> um her her nickname you know, as for what she's famous for, they call her the voice of justice, which is very cool. Um
1: Which is a play on her and, ability. Yeah, that's I know. I, I which think is that's really what we awesome. that. <laughs>
0: And Chloe actually said in Siren, which I didn't catch this till about the third time I watched the episode, which I've watched it a lot, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chloe actually said that she's from a family of cops, uh, which is pretty cool for me, because that's an obvious shout-out to um, Dinah's backstory, as far as the comics are concerned. Right. Um, and we know that Clark kind of named her. <laughs> it's Clark and Chloe, yeah. back and forth. We know that... <laughs> In that Clark episode, kind of named her. The, she na- he named
1: her in so, that episode. He didn't name her in the comics.
0: Right, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In Smallville, right. that's what I was talking about. So about what we know of her in Smallville, in Smallville, Clark kind of right named because, because she calls her
1: because um, uh, Chloe's ca- Raven Black Canary. Yes, Raven Black Canary <laughs> Yellow. Sorry, Yellow. And she's like, maybe we should call her the Yellow Raven.
0: Clark's like, I think Black Canary sounds yes. better. So, there's that. <laughs> And that's pretty much all we really know about Dinah Lance. Um, basically
1: she's a vigilante slash books. mercenary. Um, she has a sense of justice, but she doesn't apparently doesn't research it herself.
0: She uh, I think she has she doesn't
1: really question what Lex right. told her.
0: Well she had the way they portrayed it, she had a very black and white view of justice. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really any grey. Which, when you're dealing with Green Arrow (laughs) and, you know, the rest of the Justice League, there's some definite gray with them. Um, And so she, the way she saw it in that episode was everything was black and white. Even though Lex Luthor wasn't the most moral guy, he was still robbed of information. Mm -hmm. And so to her, that was wrong, whether it was Lex Luthor or not. That's true. Um, So, and, and, you know, to her... Green Arrow did something very wrong because he blew up a factory and stole information. And so he was in the wrong. There was no gray area. So that's, I think that's what happened. I mean, there's, we don't really, we're not ever really told what's going on in her head. But I would imagine. It makes the most um, sense. You know, yes. It's a very black and white view. Um, So, and, you know, Chloe even said something about her having, about Dinah Lance having a very rigid view of um, crime and punishment and justice. Right. <clears throat> and Lois actually made a dig about her <laughs> b- believing in the death penalty. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, from what they established with Dinah Lance, it was very black and white. And that's probably where things went wrong with her reasoning. Because <laughs> um, she, she, as far as she was concerned, Lex Luthor was someone that was wronged, and that was the end of it for her. She didn't really think much into it until Oliver and Clark kind of confronted her right. with it. More so Clark. Oliver tried to, but she didn't really listen. And
1: really told her what exactly Lex was doing and why uh, Oliver and the others had been stealing information and blowing up factories and warehouses. And they, but, they yeah. presented her with the information, and that's when she realized, oh, this warehouse isn't doing this. That factory is not creating that. You've been lying to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> and what's, I wonder, I wonder if they're gonna put, because I know there was some stuff deleted from Siren because of the director's cut that they put on CW, mm-hmm. um, this the website before it aired. Because I watched it and I remember Lex had this. This is random, but Lex had this box on his desk that would cancel out her um, subsonic canary cry. And and that he had that sitting on his desk when she came to confront him. Really? which they wasn't in the episode. Yeah, I remember oh. that being in the director's cut cuz I thought it was very weird. And then when they watched the episode, I was like, "Oh, that's not there anymore." <laughs> so I wonder.
1: And that's hmm. kind of anyway. kind of the opposite of the way it was in the comics for a while after she lost her ability at one point where she had that that device that created electronic version. Well, it's like yeah. the opposite because she had that device that would create
0: create the cry
1: and right. the one, yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. The box um, is kind of like, but, it's opposite, I guess.
0: Yeah. That was just a random side note that I was thinking mm-hmm. about. Um, <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering if they'd put that on the box set. I, I don't know if they do. It'd be cool I, if that'd they That'd be did. cool for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then there's that awesome battle with Green Arrow and Black Canary and, and Lex. That's just, that plays out. But her episode, in my opinion, it's a very underrated episode. Um, I loved it, <laughs> but I'm a fan of Black Canary, so that was expected. Um, you know, we don't really learn that much about Dinah's past. We know we learn a lot about her in the now, and we see her um, go from, you know, misunderstanding um, Green Arrow's role and Lex's role to joining the Justice League. I mean, that was what we saw within that episode. But at the same
1: time, Um, the way that she was presented, you could pretty much know with someone like her, at least before she joined the Justice League, because I don't know how she's going to act now with someone like her before that you could present her with any issue and you kind of knew where she would fall yeah <laughs> so that actually says yeah. a lot about her as a person and her character mm-hmm. and personality i mean means I, I that she's also, very I mean, decisive
0: mm-hmm. and
1: firm in her beliefs too which you've got to respect
0: right you know? yeah and she even said that to clark she was like you may not have experienced this but when you're on the right side, you don't have to do any convincing. Exactly. Um, so, which sh- she wasn't on the right side, right. but she didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, so she, yeah, she's very, when she makes an opinion, you could tell she kind of sets that opinion. Right. And it stays there, which is, it's going to be that cool can be if, good they, and if they bad, ever show. It, cause, yeah, if they, which is, it's going to be funny if they ever actually show anything, like, playing out between her and Oliver, because... I don't know if this applies to the show, but in the comic books, Oliver is liberal, and if they they've established Dinah as being conservative,
1: I'd say he's been pretty um, liberal in the show.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I'm really, um, I'm really if, looking if, if forward to, plays to the out. play
1: between them in the upcoming episodes.
0: I am too, because it's going to be different. Yes. You know, in Siren, what we saw was them meeting mm-hmm. and clashing, um, and her commenting and on there, his it's, taste it's, in women. <laughs> right, right. And it's been a it's been a while since then. So there's, you know, had to have been some growth in their relationship. Now, I'm not saying they're going to come back and they're going to be a couple or they're even going to be close to being a couple, but it's going to be different. You know, there's going to be a little bit more of a friendship there.
1: Right.
0: Um so that's going to be cool for me uh to see. You know, and it's just interesting because I knew whenever they were talking about last season about bringing someone in bringing another hero in in my head there was it was obvious that it was going to be black canary (laughs) especially with you know in the comics you had the wedding happening um you know the they they had the black canary green arrow um black yeah black canary green arrow comic book series there was the the wedding feature you know all of this stuff and the black and black canary had her own mini series at the time too so there was all of that stuff going on and in my head if they're gonna bring back green arrow for an episode And they're going to bring in a new hero. It would have to have been Black Canary. And so I just remember thinking that when they announced they were going to be bringing in someone new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so in the episode, when I first watched it, knowing what I knew about Black Canary, um, they definitely did not do what I would have expected. But it was still very cool. Um, Because there's some obvious differences between Dinah Lance of the Comics and Dinah Lance of Smallville. Um, But... You know, not so much that it really bothers me, and I'm very sensitive about how she's handled. So that says a lot. <laughs> right. Um, they, Dinah, and we talked about this earlier too. Dinah in the in the comic books is a florist, which is very different than a yes, talk show. and <laughs> like, a, like, a like I was you earlier,
1: I would have loved someone to have made a comment like when we first met the Green Arrow. Um, He said something like, I thought about making a boxing glove arrow. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but why not make something fancier? So it would have been something, (laughs) it would have been interesting (laughs) if someone asked her why her day job was something so public. For example, a talk show host. Right. And she could have said something like, well, I thought about selling flowers, but... You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or, you know, my only other option was to be a florist. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been really fun. Um, And another thing that would have been fun for me is if they'd maybe made a mention to, you know, uh, her, her having, but of course no one would know this, but another Black Canary. There having been a previous Black Canary. That would have been really right. cool to me. But the fact that they did mention... Um, that she was from a family of cops is was very yes. exciting because <laughs> in modern continuity, if you don't go back too far, in modern continuity, her grandfather was named Richard Drake. Her grandfather was right. a detective, um, and he trained her mother to become the Black Canary. But her grandfather was a detective, and her father was a private eye. So she is from a family of Ooh. cops, and so that was very. And cool. she wanted to. And be at least that got a mention. A police officer,
1: so. but was turned down in the comics.
0: Well, yeah, that was Dinah... That was oh, Dinah Drake. I was wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's true, though. I mean, they kind of took... If you think about it, they kind of took Dinah Drake and um, Dinah Lance and put them mm-hmm. together. There's more... There's way more of Dinah Lance in Smallville's right. version, but they you definitely know, did kind I of push the two together. I just had a thought
1: about where she and Oliver might be when we come back. They could take it in a completely different direction instead of having the romance between them, Um Right. In the comics, I remember in that history that you wrote for Steve for episode seventy-seven of Shu. Um, he <clears throat> wrote, "You wrote that um, he she left Oliver after he found her kissing someone else, or I mean, she found him yeah. kissing someone else." <laughs> and yeah. so that, but it's been several months between Siren and Odyssey that there could have been a romance happen and it could have had they could have had some sort of falling out and now they Mm. might just be friends
0: Hmm, that That could could be another way i don't know if they would do that but that could be that could be another way they might take it
1: instead Um, of having the
0: romantic aspect definitely could have been a rebound situation what with him having broken up with lois Mm -hmm. um you know but at the same time part of me says that Um, because I don't know the character that well, (laughs) but I think I do. Um, Part of me says that Dinah, being who she is, would not let herself be part of a rebound. So I don't know if that would, but that could be interesting. I don't know if that would happen, but it could be interesting if they do that, actually. Um, Because, you know, initially, Black Canary and Green Arrow did not like each other. Um, You know, so... (laughs) I'm
1: thinking about them They could use that.
0: That, I mean, that would be interesting. It, I'm just, I don't know. I'm excited that she's going to be back, and if she was, if she's going to be, in, she could be in more episodes, which makes me happy, especially with, you know, Green Arrow being back. There's a possibility that she could that's be true. in a few more. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's definitely a possibility. I think
1: if they're going to be doing a romance, um, um, they'll, they'll probably have her in more episodes, but if they're going to be doing a friendship, see, I, mm-hmm. she may be more on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I don't really know if I want them to go ahead and do the romance because, you know, their romance, it it was a long on and off romance. And so they could definitely start it and then do the on and off thing. But I don't know if I want them to do that just yet. You know, I think it'd be cool to see Oliver, especially with him having, you know, being so in love with Lois. But it's been
1: so On long. Smallville, it's
0: a little different. Yeah, I and know. And Lois but was really firm at the same in time, what she said to him. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if I want them to just jump right into or to start building a romance just yet. I mean, it would be cool, and I would be all for it if they mm-hmm. chose to do that. But I don't know if I'd want to see that. I mean, it'd be cool if she came back and they kind of showed there was a flirtation. That would, make, that would be enough would. They could be, like,
1: casually sleeping um, together. Uh, like, there'll be, like, well, a random kiss in the middle of things. That could work.
0: But then she just, you know, I mean, plays it off. Well, there was a lot of a lot of their early relationship... This is gonna sound awkward, was physical. Right. So, <laughs> so that could work. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Really honestly, if you ask me what I expect from her in season eight, it's more of her. Basically my bottom line. Like I do. I want more than just one episode with her in it. Um and that you could know just what be cool? me. Because I'm a I'm a diehard black canary. You know what, fan, would be cool? what?
1: A black canary what? spinoff with green arrow. In it too.
0: Um, I'm see. Okay, <laughs> I'm one of those people that really wants a Green Arrow really? spinoff, um, and if they did that, there's a. It would be really cool if Black Canary was one of the supporting cast that kind of comes in and out. For me, that, that would be weird. awesome. Um, a Black Canary show would make me very happy, especially since Black Canary has not necessarily been treated so well on television shows in the past. <laughs> Smallville being an exception and Justice League Unlimited being an, ex- an exception. Um, you know, it, it would be awesome mm-hmm. for me to to see it done right and, and to see it just done in general. <laughs> um, so that would be cool. Yeah. But really, honestly, my bottom line is more of Black Canary. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I so, think everyone it, well, knows that. I <laughs> <laughs> There is yeah, no probably. doubt out there Black in this not any longer. Let me say it's more of Black Canary done okay. right. Let me put it that way. Because I don't want her back just to be back and have her completely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I want her back and I want her to be, you know, developing into the Dinah that we know in the comics. Um, At least for, you know, one more episode after Odyssey. And I would be good. Um, But, you know, we haven't really talked about how she affected Clark yet. And we really need to. Because... She's not, you know, one of the bigger things that impacted Clark last season, but she definitely did. She did because as far of her as...
1: viewpoint in the world, on the world. Like we were talking a few minutes ago about her sense of right. justice being so rigid and black and white. It showed mm-hmm. him how sometimes that you have to be that way, I think. there Because right. there are, it, there it also, are occasions it, where you have yeah. to be black and white, where, you, where it just comes down mm-hmm. to that point where something's so horrible right. that it has to be black and white.
0: Right. And, you know, there's also, I think it also kind of emphasized the point that some, sometimes there is right. a gray area and, you know, you need to be able to see that. You have to be able to discern between what can be seen as a gray area and what's black and right. white. And, um, and so I think that's Yeah. And major seeing thing,
1: her in the same episode kind of that, it. um, Green Arrow kind of tells him, well, Oliver tells him that he needs to focus more on the outside world and the bigger picture and that sort of thing and and at the very end of the episode she's asking him why he doesn't come and join them
0: Yeah, and yeah and that was that was (laughs) a really cool thing for me because i was like yeah she's pushing him yeah i mean he talks her
1: into going and she's like well why don't you come too (laughs) yeah that that i think Um, kind of influences him a lot too
0: yeah, it's it's I mean, I don't want to say she's another hero that does this, but she is. You know, it kind of makes me it kind of makes me feel bad saying she's just another hero that tells him this is, you know, that kind of pushes him in that direction, but there have been several other you know, comic book heroes that have come on the show that have shown him different things and shown him, you know, he needs to And step the reason
1: it up. for that is that Clark um, on Smallville is very small-minded when it comes to things like this he focuses more on what's immediately affecting me or hurting me and my friends right now he's not focused on you know he's not selfish he's not focused on like he's say if someone straightened the leaning tower of pisa you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't go and fix that i mean yeah yeah he's not he's not selfish but he because he does he's more concerned with the people around him but he's not concerned with the world around him He's concerned with his friends and his family, and how certain things affect him and his world, his his little his little right. world. And definitely, with Green Arrow having been on the show and then him coming back, it's sort of helping Clark broaden mm-hmm. that world, and and kind of see outside of his circle of Metropolis and Smallville. Right, and I think Chloe has um, helped
1: with that too so. over this past oh, season, definitely.
0: Ex- especially. Chloe is one of the major factors, um, and you know I, we should talk about. Her. We should we should have put her in in our our show because she is kind of a Shiro. She's <laughs> not a DC universe Shiro, but she is. She's basically a, she's a Shiro <laughs> in her own She's a smallville right. Shiro. She really yeah. is. Um, Chloe definitely deserves at least an honorable mention in this yes. episode because she's she's Clark's eternal sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> one know? of my favorite um,
1: characters. She really is.
0: Yeah. And she's kind of become a Justice League sidekick too, because she's working with Oliver right. now, and so she's just like this universal, amazing sidekick that can do just about anything they need her to do. And not only that, but she's developed meteor meteor mm-hmm. abilities. You know, the she's she's got that healing power, and supposedly some new you know, abilities mean, coming. We don't know. Yeah, Ooh. so it might be kind of a spoiler. Oops. Maybe we shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so Chloe has. <laughs> Has abilities, and she uses them. I mean, not only is she, like, the most skilled hacker mm. ever, um, but she has but meteor at the abilities, same time, and she works side-by-side side with yeah. heroes. And at
1: the same she's time, though, I'm amazing. worried about them not seeing her, that she's not as invulnerable as they are. I think that she could also right. be a weakness for yeah. whatever hero that she's helping.
0: Oh, well, that's definitely, they definitely showed a little bit of that right. in Siren. And that, that was one of the more entertaining things about that, was Clark being so protective of mm-hmm. Chloe um, in that episode. And that was really cool to see. And he really, I mean, really did yell at Oliver for but putting her Oliver in But then Oliver turned it right back on so, him, you do the same
1: thing. Right. Which he exactly. does have a point. But, I, mean, I mean, they need to, they use her as a sidekick and they yeah. use her abilities, but they need to all focus on the fact that she's not quite as invulnerable as they are. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um I mean, she's she's a kick butt sidekick, there's no doubt right. about that. And I think Clark sees sees her vulnerability a little bit more than More than he used to some people might. Right. Especially since she's gotten this healing ability and it kind of if she uses it drains her right. it drains her. It scares her, him this new ability.
1: Right. It really does.
0: Exactly. So I think I think that's happened a little bit. Maybe you know maybe he doesn't see that vulnerability as much as he should but he mm-hmm. knows it's there um so there's that but Chloe is definitely a shiro we yes. consider her one and she got her honorable mention um and I, I mean all in all i mean we talked about three really great characters um so i just to see i would just like to see more of all of them and we are getting more Chloe i got a little scared at the end of season 7 with the contract negotiations that we were not <laughs> yeah. going to see Chloe.
1: They they put they kept pushing that I for, was like, the last second.
0: Yeah, I was very, very very mm-hmm. worried about that. Um, but I mean, there we go. And we've talked about Shiros, and there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot more than just what's on right. Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton more. And so, Crystal, I would like to uh, propose this question okay. to you: If you were if someone were to say to you, we will put any female hero you want on Smallville, tell us which one. Wonder would Woman. would
1: you say? Without a doubt. Wonder yes. Woman. Okay. And
0: Why the would reason you say for Wonder that Woman? is
1: she's a little bit similar to Superman in that she kind of, the way that they've portrayed her somewhat is that she kind of stands for a lot of the things that he does. Not necessarily right. the American way, but definitely truth and justice. She's an Mm -hmm. extremely strong feminist character, at least feminist for the period that she was created in.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe not so much. Maybe
1: now, people would, a lot of feminists would say, oh, no, she's not very feministic at all.
0: I think she's totally a feminist. Right, right but I'm just
1: saying that some people may disagree with us on that um, just because of the way that she's been portrayed. Mm -hmm. However, she is an extremely strong character. I mean, she has super strength. She has a way to get people to tell the truth no matter what. That you cannot beat that. You know, I mean, if she has that lasso (laughs) around you, you're telling the truth. (laughs) You know, she can find out pretty much anything she Uh wants. And she even has, I mean, that would probably even work on Superman. And I think she's used it on him. (laughs) But don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure she has or has threatened to do so. <laughs> um, I mean, she mm-hmm. ha- she's not necessarily an offensive character, which I think sometimes you need a character like her that's more defensive. Um, I, right. I mean, she doesn't. She can fight when needed, but she's more like she has the bracelets that that are made of amazonium that will like deflect bullets and anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She. The creator basically created her because he wanted a character, a hero, that would not resort to fighting, but more to love. Which may sound a little right. cheesy. See, the thing is, though... But I still like that she's much more defensive, but she's still a hero in her right. own right.
0: You know, but there are different versions of, of that aspect right. of Wonder Woman. Because have you, have you seen the New Frontier, the animated version, or read the graphic I novel? I saw the movie. The New Frontier movie. Okay. Well, in the New Frontier, you know, she's very offensive. Like, offensive. I don't want to say offensive (laughs) because she's not offensive. Because she's she's very – and that's because – I know, but I'm saying that, you know, there are versions of her that make her that way. And even in that aspect, you know, when she is that way, it's more from a feminist standpoint. Because in the New Frontier, her most um, offensive move was – you know, with those women, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there, you know, I mean, she can be very aggressive and very She can be, offensive. and she does
1: have a temper sometimes, um, however, she's also... Especially when it comes,
0: yeah, when it comes to that feminist aspect of it, she's very empowering. Right. Um, and I think at the time that she was so created,
1: women that. needed something like that. I think she, right. that she was created right. very well for her time period, and that she was needed at the time. They, You know, you had all these all right. char- these comic book characters yeah. being created that were men. All males. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Superman, Batman, mm-hmm. everyone in the Marvel Universe. You needed that strong female character, too. And I think that she provided that for a lot of women uh, to be a role model. Right. And I would love right. to see her Definitely make some agree. sort of appearance on Smallville. Not necessarily mm-hmm. as Wonder Woman, but just even just to see Diana Prince on screen. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Just to have the possibility there.
0: Right. Right. Okay. How about you? All right. I get that. Me, um, I have it narrowed down to two and I'm leaning more toward Vixen. Um, I, I had it narrowed between Vixen and Huntress. Um and I think I'm leaning more toward Vixen, and I've said this on the <laughs> forums, if you go to the forums, um, you know, I've posted it a couple of times. But Vixen mostly because she's very Doable on Smallville. Um, and she would make an interesting, she would make for an interesting episode, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and she is a very cool character because she she can draw from, well, traditionally, she can draw from animals that are around her. She can use their, their abilities and their attributes to her advantage. Right. Um, which is very cool. And Justice League Unlimited kind of tweaked that a little bit, I think, but they did a good job with it. And... I think she would be very very cool to do an episode with Small, you know, to do an episode on Smallville. Um there's a lot to explore with her, a lot to cover, a lot that can be done, and I think it it's doable visually. Um you know, it's not it's not so extensive that it's just too expensive for them to even attempt it. You know, it can mm-hmm. be done and it can look really cool and I think there's a there's a lot of uh, chemistry and a lot of, um, just a lot of rapport that they can okay. play with, you know, between her character and Clark or Chloe or especially like Chloe and Lois. There's a lot that they can play with there if they were to bring her in as Mari, you know, or even just right. as Vixen. And Huntress, I, I say that mostly for the same way. And mostly because I would love to see someone do a Helena Bertinelli version of Huntress. We, we've we kind of seen Helena Wayne on the Birds of Prey TV series. Which I have not seen. Um, Helena Wayne slash Kyle. I forget which one she's called, but yeah. Um, but I would love to see Helena Bertinelli, a Helena Bertinelli version mm-hmm. of Huntress. Um, and if if you if I'm saying this and you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're listening to the show, just look her up and do some research because the Helena Bertinelli version is my favorite version of Huntress. Um, so I would just love to see that. I think those are the two that if I, I could have a, like a debate on which one would be better... I would be debating wow. between those two. That's pretty
1: cool. So, All right, yeah. well, I, I know that they've said that super, that Wonder Woman won't appear in Smallville. I just would love to see her there.
0: Right, yeah, and the question is a hypothetical right. one, so you, you're allowed to Yay. say that. <laughs> it doesn't have to strictly be. You know, we did it from opposite approaches. You know, yours is of any superhero ever, no matter who it is. This is who I'd want. And mine was, you know, who do I want to see that I could right. see? And we're
1: talking in the DC, um, in so the it, DC it universe.
0: Right. No, no Marvel. Right. We're not including Marvel because that just doesn't fit with Smallville. We're just doing <laughs> <Right>. DC. <laughs> just DC. guess, So, um, and, you know, I just, I think there needs, I think there should be more of a, like a female. Presence. You know, one more f- one more female superhero on Smallville would be there, ne- would be there good needs to be another
1: heroic uh, a heroic feminine presence. Right. I agree. Right. And everyone out there is going to say that we're saying that because we're women, but <laughs> well, maybe we are.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I but I say, mean, I think a
1: lot of the guys out there would like it too because you know, a lot of female superheroes <laughs> have
0: very very revealing clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All you have to do is look at Black Canary for that one. Let me tell you. Um, I think that about wraps
1: up this episode. Uh, Quick note, Mm -hmm. be sure and pre-order the complete seventh season DVD for Smallville. If you haven't already done so, uh, you can click on the link at the top of smallvillepodcast.com to support the site. Just click on that Amazon link and you can order it straight through there because supporting the site is always a good thing. And you can reach Derek and Steve... And ask them why they put us on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, y'all know you loved us. You can email them at mail at smallvillepodcast.com.
0: Or you can email them individually. Yes, Derek
1: at smallvillepodcast.com or steve Steve at smallvillepodcast.com. And also don't forget to leave them a voicemail for their 100th episode that we are all itching to see very soon. Um, You can Mm -hmm. congratulate them. You can leave them a quick story about what your favorite part of shoe is. You can just sing, It's Too Late for Chocolate Pie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually tempted to do that. Or you could just um, turn mole into a very melodic poem. There you go. (laughs) And the number for that is 206-666-1822 long distance charges do apply and if you're overseas and don't want to pay five dollars a minute um feel free to send them a recording through an mp3 file to their email address but just don't make it too long
0: <laughs> also right. and also there's uh,
1: oh sorry go ahead also um, don't forget to visit the forums you can talk to us and you can talk okay. to derek and steve there of course that's com. what were you going to say
0: uh, I was gonna throw in a slight plug for Go us. Go for it! <laughs> it's the end um, of the show. <laughs> We—that's yeah, right. We are normally on Squint Squad of Bones podcast. Mentioned it briefly earlier. Um, if you're if you're a fan of the show Bones, which comes on Fox Wednesdays at eight, um, you can find out more about our podcast at bonespodcast.livejournal.com. Yes. Um, that's that's our live journal and our our where we do most of our posting, if we post show notes or a news right. item or something, that's where yes. you can find
1: us. Yes, and we have a link to our forums from there as well. So, um, yes, uh, we finally, I want to say thank you to Derek and Steve for having us on the show. <coughs> we enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun once we got over the nervousness. We are, v-
0: <laughs> Yeah, we are very appreciative. This was yes. a lot of fun, and, you know, I'm just glad you allowed me to talk about, you guys allowed me to talk about uh, Black Canary. <laughs> Because I know I annoy people <laughs> with my talk of Black Canary. But I did talk about Supergirl for more amount yes. of time. So you <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did good.
1: <laughs> now we're not going to hear any more Black Canary so for, until the premiere, right? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that. But, you know, definitely, Derek, thank you for letting us talk about female superheroes, even yes, though it's, it's kind of gimmicky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye.